This episode is brought to you by La Quinta by Wyndham. Your work can take you all over the place, like Texas. You've never been, but it's going to be great because you're staying at La Quinta by Wyndham. Their free bright side breakfast will give you energy for the day ahead. And after, you can unwind using their free high-speed Wi-Fi. Tonight, La Quinta. Tomorrow, you shine. Book your stay today at LQ.com. future we're talking real money hello again and welcome to another uh either edition of the talking real money podcast or an hour of the live show i'm don mcdonald along with tom cock our number is 855-935-TALK 855-935-8255 to try to help you deal with some of those nagging money things that are enough to drive you crazy particularly when it comes to investing and i did some checking during the break we don't often carry conversations over from one hour to the next or one episode to the next but in the last episode a gentleman who's getting close to taking his required minimum distribution at 70 and a half was wondering about contributing to his sep ira and yes he can contribute to his sep ira you, he can also contribute if he falls under the limits for having a retirement plan at work. He could also conceivably contribute to a Roth too, but not a traditional. Ah, so, not a traditional. Not so a traditional. With the Roth, you do need so both of those you would have to have income to do. You can't just take it you from. You have to have earned income. income. Okay, all right. Correct. And Correct. I mean, the SEP has and, some huge advantages. You can put a lot of money into a SEP IRA. And this is really interesting. And I don't know if uh, this is gospel, but this is something I've read on the web and take everything you read on the web with a grain of salt. But uh, an accountant here claimed, and, and again, I'm not an accountant, uh, but if you do not own more than 5% of your company, you can still put it into your 401k. No, but you can. You also don't have to take RMDs from your SEP yeah, or your 401k. That's true. That that I happen to know. SEP is included. I didn't know the SEP, but I knew the four hundred one k. Yeah, SEP is included. Yeah. I did not know the SEP was included. I knew the four hundred one k, but it's kind of cool. So some advantages Obscure for you. Obscure rules you really don't need to oh, know. But I, you know, <laughs> I'll tell you some not so obscure rules you should know because this just came out in a survey last week. Yeah, you told me this. Oh, I can't believe these numbers. I, I and I gave them to our friend Paul Merriman, and he said, "What? No, yes." Nationwide Retirement Institute did a survey of 1,300 U.S. American adults over the age of 50. I think you can safely okay. say when somebody's 50, that's pretty much, you should be adult status by then. Yeah. yeah. Not yeah. always, yeah. but pretty close. No, I, I'm, I'm going I'm to go with that. Uh, I think that if you're over 50, you're an adult. Now, yes. remember that it's, it's some, I think I have this number right. It's more than half of America take Social Security before full retirement age. And about 70% of those who are getting Social Security, that it, no, pardon me, of the people getting Social Security before retirement age, it makes up about 70% of their income. So it's really important to get Social Security wow, that's right. that's a big it's chunk a of their income. It's a huge number. It's a huge wow. number. And yeah, I know, oh, Social Security, yon, yon. This, for most people, will be a huge part of their retirement income. So don't poo-poo this. Mm-hmm. And yet, I don't. I, uh, I don't poo-poo a lot of things, so I, I try not to. Right, I'll come up very with something often. else. Don't ignore this. I so, won't poo-poo either. Uh, so the survey found seventy percent. Seventy percent of people they asked yeah. thought that you can get your Social Security at age sixty. You you can. No, well, I, 
I guess if you lied about your age or something, you could. But, I mean, you flat out can't. No. Where do they get that? I don't know. You can't get Social Security the until age 62. The earliest you can take Social Security yeah. is 62. Okay, but here's where it gets worse. A quarter, of those, a quarter of the people thought that you can take it at age 60, and then at 63, which they believe to be their full retirement age, that you get an increase. Well, well, no. Why would the you know what they're doing? Do, I the know what do they're that? doing. Why? I know <sighs> what they're doing. They're taking information and not, like most people, they're kind of glossing over it. They're not, for example, if I, I, I hear, I am on, and this is something you should all do. Everyone should do this. Go to mySSA.gov. And this is not Don's, by the way. It's the government's. No, I'm going to talk about my Social Security. Okay, though, right but now. you can. Go, you don't need my. By the way, we can just type in ssa.gov. ssa.gov. Yeah. yeah, but it's my. It's yeah. the my Social Security website. Yeah. And and I here is an example. But okay, everybody, you know what you're starting they, to say is everybody should have an account there. Every person should for every, the following reason: people have been defrauded. They didn't have an account, and checks were sent to some guy in Toledo in your name that he was cashing. It's happened. You should yep. all set up so they know that it's you. You know the benefit, et cetera. But go ahead. And then they send you. They ha- they send you the longest yeah. Yeah, the, uh, uh, code. Yeah. It's 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 how many? It's an eight digit code. You There's, have to enter wow, in to get into the thing. But anyway, so I went into mine just for yes. a, just to give you all an example. The earliest that you can take Social Security is. is 62. What is your full retirement age? Uh, 66 in four months. Yeah, see, because I'm so much younger seven. than you. Yeah, I'm 66 and seven because I'm so yeah, many I think you're, you're, years younger. Yeah. So many. So years. many months younger. <laughs> so here's yes. the deal. If I retired, at, if I took my Social Security at 62 yep. right now, I would get $2,075 a month. Yeah, it's not. A lot of money. I would get that for the rest of my life. With a small amount of cost of living increase. With only COLA yeah. adjustments. Yeah, which is if I take about it at my full, If I take it at full retirement, it's 2700 What about seventy? But if I take it at 70 it's yeah. 37 And you get that the rest of, your, of life. your life. And your spouse could get that or her own benefit. So things That's to think right. about. Yep. Plus, your spouse is going to get a lot more money. And your spouse, of course... If your man is going to live longer than you. Tom and Don are talking real money. Do you know what your investment risk tolerance is? Take our free no-obligation risk quiz at TalkingRealMoney.com. For your real life and real future, Tom and Don are talking real money. Go to SSA.gov and set up your account. Yeah, Do it. You should. Do uh, it now. uh, Number one, to prevent fraud. Number two, to see what your benefit is is likely to be number three to make sure your employer is paying in paying your into the system because that's happened too you you can actually go in and look i I jokingly said that at the class this morning i said i want to check to make sure my employer is paying mine into the system oh that's right i'm self-employed was your your employer yeah yeah i've been everything's been going in that's that the 941 taxes those are ones you want to pay yeah, I'm yeah, looking at mine here. Let's really see. Like oh, yeah, go. you guys paid. Thank you. There you go. How about that, huh? Thank and you. the nice you know, little 7.62 percentage, uh, you know, match we made for you there. <laughs> the last time I had a zero in my Social Security was in 1974. Wow. The year I graduated high school. I think the last, last zero, zero, yeah, mine's right around the same time because I, I made some yeah. money when I was in high school. In 1971, I paid $44 into Social Security. What was your gross income? 
It doesn't say. Oh, it doesn't? Oh, I thought it's. I thought no, it, was it just said, says okay. tax Social Security earnings. Oh, okay. Oh, no, that was my earnings. $44. <laughs> okay, that was my taxed earnings. Oh, you're uh, rolling the real money, man. 71 How Oh, I was 15. Yeah, I, t- I made something like No, because I was a yeah. camp counselor, so I made more than that. Anyway, oh, oh, so. Boy. So, yeah, you should set. I mean, Special. if you're listening, you really should set that up. And I hit my mic. Sorry yeah, about that. Okay, so. Uh, 855-935-TALK is, is the phone number here. You get a copy of Financial Physics just for calling in and asking a question on the air. We'll send it to you. We've had everything from uh, questions around Vanguard's total world stock index to the impact of the tariff to the whether or not you can contribute to an IRA and a SEP IRA. So and to the, to the uh, Talking Real Money on the Road tour yeah, well, this that was coming the, year. That was, yeah, the, yeah, you're not doing gonna, Are you really going to go to Philly? Come on, that's yeah, a, that's pretty much northbound. I mean, you're not that wouldn't no, be no, heading no, west very to, much. So. See, I have enough time. I can zig and zag okay. a little. All right, okay. So no, if ten people in Philly get Carl's together, Carl's going to do it. I think he's going to pull and, it together and, and sets up the play, and, and I have the cheese steak that you so so <laughs> you like adeptly. My negotiating there. <laughs> negotiated for me getting me a cheese steak. i know I and know i'm hoping it's not prepared you. and waiting for you at this point i hope they do it something closer to your appearance maybe fresh fresh yeah, would be better nicer. yeah, yeah fresher nicer. is better yeah 855-935-TALK 855-935-8255 give us a call and oh you know one other thing you should do if you have a child who is of course younger than you <laughs> generally the generally. case yes play on snapchat with them yeah, I love your kitty cat. One. I played today with my my daughter. She was she was sitting with us. She's twenty five, and we're sitting in the living room. And she's turning herself into a boy, a male, a mm-hmm. man. And and when she does it, she looks like her brother. It was like, whoa, whoa. that's scary. Whoa, I like the turned... one. Oh no, you were the rabbit, not the kitty cat. Yeah, yeah, I did. Well, no, I did a rabbit and a kitty cat. Oh, okay. oh, I see. That's right. I didn't do the kitty. So cat what I, I did is I turned myself into a uh, into a cat. And then I turned myself into a dancing rabbit and sent it to my grandkids. They loved it. Yeah. <laughs> it's like the singing, dancing. Grandpa's well, a singing, dancing rabbit. I'm thinking I'm going to turn fun. you into a newt and send that to the staff. How'd that be? He turned me into a newt. Exactly. Hey, Monty Python. How you feeling? 855-935-TALKS, our phone number, 855-935-8255. Oh, I want to make a quick program note, too. Next Saturday is Armed Forces Day. We will be putting up a list of things online for those of you who are active duty members of our services, which we appreciate. We are going to put up a list of the like five things we think you should pay attention to if you're in the military. The financial things. Okay. Okay. Do we get time I'll be for putting that up online. Uh, yeah. Okay, let's go to it. Yeah, we don't have a break for a while. All right, Paul. Paul is up and joins us here on Talking Real Money. Hi, Paul. Hi. Um, I have a question that a lot of people ask me, and I don't know how to answer it either. Um, we have two choices where we work of a um, a four hundred one k Roth four and a regular one, and I don't know how. Like, would you convert? to over one if you're older would you if you were younger would you start out with one or the other what's your what's your tax bracket today what was it in 2018 mm, or give I'd me your about, income roughly in 2018 uh, i'd say about 60,000 but some of the newer people that start out are making probably half that 
Well, I yeah, think yeah. yeah. I mean, so this is a their Roth candidate. Yeah, and here's me. so here's the judgment on Roth versus. So you understand Roth is post tax. So you're yes. going to pay the tax. It's going to go in the Roth. Then it's going to grow tax-free. Conversely, yes. the regular 401k, for lack of a better expression, is not taxed. It goes in there. It grows. Money comes out. And you pay tax on it. What you're really making a bet is on what your tax rate will be after retirement. That's the bet mm-hmm. you're making. When you're young, I think it's a no-brainer because you've got all those years of tax-free growth ahead of you. How old are you, Paul? I'm 61. You born in 1958? 57. Okay, we're we're pretty close. Anyway, I think I think the the challenge that you face a bit. It, how many more years are you going to work? Oh, probably maybe you know three, four, something like that. I'm okay. I'm actually calling more for because I know that. Any money that grows in a Roth is never taxed again. Exactly. Right. I mean, That's if you're right. if you're getting advice for the younger people in your office, absolutely, I would say they should bite down hard, pay the tax on the money that's going in there, as they will, as income, mm-hmm. and put it in the Roth and let it grow. I think for because you, it's a tougher, it's a little more gray. If they're, if they're earning $30,000 a year, right. they're not paying much of anything no. in taxes. That deduction right. is going to make them a couple of bucks. It's really right. yeah. almost yeah. worthless. But that tax-free growth could be worth tens or yeah. hundreds of thousands of dollars in additional money when they retire. And if you're feeling okay. jealous, you could do some of both for you. You could do some regular, uh, pardon me, regular 401k and some Roth 401k, give you a bit Actually, of a tax split. Yeah, I've done that when I, for years. I well, I used a regular one, and now I've gone into a, the Roth part. But that, is it always twenty percent tax with the regular one? No, it depends no. on whatever your rate is in retirement. Yeah. Oh, I thought it was always twenty percent. Nope. 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 It could be really so next get, to nothing. You, it's when you take the money out, whatever your tax rate is at that point. They're going to t- you have to pay the tax on that as regular earnings, like it's your job. Oh, I thought it was 20, and then nope. if you took it out before 59 and a half, it was 30. Well, if you take it out... No, you get a 10% penalty, You get a yes. 10% penalty, you take it out before 59 and a half. That's a different matter. What's the minimum they're going to tax you? 20%? No. No, no, Could, could no. be Could be, at, could be five. Right. Could be zero. Yeah. Could be one. Depends on your tax uh, situation in retirement. Really? So no. I'm talking about a regular one now. Yes, yep. right. We're talking about a regular one. Pre-tax, qualified money. It I thought it was comes, always twenty nope. percent. No, well, you no. can send that if you want because apparently the treasury needs your help. No, no, no. Okay, right, I was to say you can <laughs> help, uh, I, I, but no. Mm-mm. In fact, okay. let me just let me just pull up the latest brackets. Yeah, here. we have those somewhere. I mean, it's you're 60, married. <coughs> excuse me. The lowest tax rate in the United States right now is ten percent. I guess at that rate, at the sixty, it would be at uh, you'd be somewhere around there. And in retirement, it's going to be less than that, so it's going to ten percent up to up to thirty eight thousand dollars. This is for a single person, a single filer. It's it's twelve percent. So it's going to be and up to nineteen thousand. It's ten percent for married filing jointly. Tom and Don are talking real money. Just about everything you need to know about money can be found at our website, talkingrealmoney.com. Your guides to a really great financial future. Tom and Don are talking real money. What? (laughs) They cut you off? You're right. I can't hear now you. Now they put she put me back on. I thought she was trying to cut me. I was saying welcome no. back, and I was trying to point something out that is important. Okay. 
Okay, you okay, always thank do. You. Oh, thank you. Sure. That's very kind. It, I, will, out. I will first mention the phone number, 855-935-TALK. Anything money related to You don't related, have to we'll if talk. you don't want to. But no, this is because what Paul raised is actually a pretty important point in retirement that people generally overlook, generally, and that is taxation. Mm-hmm. So, for example, if you have Roth and you have qualify like IRA, right, or 401k, and you have a taxable account, like a brokerage account, you know, where you've saved some money, et cetera, generally it makes sense to take whatever money you need early on from your taxable account. You're only going to pay the uh, the uh, capital gains tax on that. And generally your income tax is at a higher rate, right? You with right. me? Yeah. But I'm people, they don't. We had a guy call us the other day, said, I'm going to take $200,000 out of my IRA for whatever. I said, why in the world would you do that? You get all that money over there. Don't do that. But people don't, they just think, I'm just going to pull the money from where I can get it easily. And they really should pay attention to taxation. And that's one of the things I love about having the Roth and the regular. Mm-hmm. The regular during those high high tax bracket years, a lot of people have higher earning years, gives you a little bit of a break, yeah. still gives you tax-deferred growth, and that's the money. You can do some tax planning then in retirement, uh, leaving the Roth alone to continue to grow tax-free. If you, if you can do it, waiting until 70 and a half to take an RMD so that you'll let the tax-deferred go as long as it can, and you can still let that Roth go way beyond that. Correct. Um, you can give it to your kids. Even. My hope, yeah. My my secret ambition is to leave that for the kids. That in the dirty garage. It's You're a much nicer dad than I am. I'm just oh. leaving them in the dirty garage. It's <laughs> all they're getting. I don't even want to. Hey, go there. kids! Congratulations, <laughs> dads! What? Want you to clean out the mess he left in the garage in the attic. I think it should be like a one button push where the whole thing just lights up and burns. That's my take. Yeah, but no, then they I take the house. Great, I, I then they take the house with it. We're <laughs> making a joke about this, but the I think legacy of minimalism as your life gets as you advance in years is a huge gift. Huge yeah, gift. The problem is it's one of those uh, gifts that's wasted on the young because now <laughs> my kids, here's the problem. We were not minimalists. We were acquirers yeah. as many baby boomers were. So we have Beautiful dining room furniture and sofas and art and the piano and all of these things and Debian's jewelry. And and guess what the kids don't want? The furniture, the jewelry. Any any of it. You know, any of it. My daughter. She's not a jewelry hound. She's not an anything hound. She's a minimalist. My son is a minimalist. The only one who's not a minimalist is my daughter, whose husband's in the Air Force which is kind of sad for him because they're getting shipped out to Okinawa and she's bought so many toys for her son, I don't know how they're going to get them there. And would they have they have boats now and stuff or ships? Yeah, or it's, I'm, I'm thinking they're, well, it's the Air Force. You, you think the Air Force can let you know. put stuff on a boat? I think so. Come on. They sent my dad to Japan in a boat in 1946. Didn't fly him there. Sorry about different, that. Different world. No C-5As well, then. They had planes then, too. But okay. All right. I'll let you have that one. Did they have a single... Wait, wait, wait. Was there a plane? Now, you're the, you're the plane, the World War II plane <laughs> aficionado. Yes? What about it? Was there a plane that could get from Los Angeles to Tokyo nonstop? I'm going to say no. Yeah, I don't think there was. You had to go... I think you had to go to Hawaii, then the Philippines, and then there. Yeah. Yeah. 
which they didn't is, have, you know, why they did we went, not have mid-air refueling either. So we went to all the trouble to capture those nasty islands to put planes on them to fly closer to Japan. Yeah. yeah. Well, anyway, so the which bottom, is, Okinawa the bottom is one line, of those the, islands. That's where my family's going. Wow, I did not know that. But I mean, here the, what I was trying to get to is one of the kindest things I think my mother did is as she advanced in years, she gave stuff away. If people didn't want it, she gave it to charity. So when she passed away, she had a very few. Th- I can remember going over with my son and cleaning out her apartment. My son saying, "That's it." And I said, "That's a nice gift. That's a nice thing to leave people." Yeah. Not now to you're spend- making me feel really bad. And I- <laughs> so Tom is going to take over the rest job. of the show, and I'm going to go start clearing junk. <laughs> Sorry about that. Right? I think I'll start with the studio. Eight five five nine three five talk is the phone number. Eight five five nine three five eight two five five. Give us a call. You get a copy of Financial Physics. The book that I wrote for free, and you'll get an answer to your questions. Tom and Don are talking real money. It may not be the sexiest website in the world, but it's your one-stop shop for real money information. TalkingRealMoney.com Reality Radio for a really great future. We're talking real money. You know, it's it's too bad we don't have a live stream from the studio during the breaks. <laughs> So that people can hear you uh, every single break argue about soccer. I'm under siege here because soccer. the world sport, the beautiful game, the most watched and played game in the Oh, you're world talking about hockey? Is, uh, I'm, tired. I'm not going to defend it anymore. You don't like it, then that's fine. Don't like it? That's fine. I got no issue with that. That's fine. That's fine. I'm going to be sitting down tomorrow at 0700 a.m. Yeah. Zero seven hundred hours and the seven prem, wait, seven the in prem, the morning? Prem, baby. Yeah, it's decision day in the prem. I'll be watching that with my son. The prem. The rest of it's, you can Is that like a pram? Is that like exactly. people pushing yeah, children exactly. in a stroller? Prem. If you don't know it, that's fine. That's just okay. That's He's fine. getting really sensitive. You can watch that. Well, you watched that idiotic football league that lasted like 30 seconds. Whatever. I did. I did. I did. I watched, <laughs> actually, I watched two Americans games. Or something. I, I watched two games and I did what the rest of America did. Stopped watching. Apparently so. <laughs> Good Lord. 855-935-TALK. We'd love to talk with you about money, not soccer. No. Here on Talking Real Soccer. Money. Talking Real Money. Sorry. Oh, I I got it confused for a minute. Dale, you're up. Welcome to Talking Real Money. Hey, Dale. Hey, hey. Nice talking to you guys. Thank you. Hey, I have a small business, and uh, we have a 401k, and I thought I'd just give a clarification on their previous caller, thinking that the tax automatic tax withdrawal is when you take a withdrawal is 20 percent the the when you do take a withdrawal we're required to take out 20 percent for the irs at the time of the withdrawal that may be that may be up that may be your plan that says that by the way not every plan does that yeah well that that could be but that's the way our plan is And then, of course, at the end of the year, when you do your taxes, uh, you've more than likely paid too much. Yeah, you're talking about withholding. In other words, because that is basically income when you take it out of a retirement plan. What he was mentioning is the withholding plus before 59 and a half, you got a 10% penalty. That, I, I have no argument with that. What we're trying to talk about is in regular type of conditions, you've retired, the money's in an IRA, for example, there is no minimum tax you have to pay on that. 
And I think what we have is a situation where people are confusing and are blending these two issues because some employers withhold 20%. That does not mean that your net is 20%. That's what we were trying to get to is that you don't pay the IRS 20%. You get it. You may get it taken out, but you get some of it back. So, um, you you pay, you pay at your, you pay at your tax rate. Yeah, I understand that, and I just thought it cleared up. It sounded like he thought that no matter what, he he was going to get taxed twenty percent. So, anyway, yeah. nice yep. program. Thank nice you, talk thank to you guys, you. That's sir, very, very much. Yeah, right. That's yeah, no, there, there is unless no you have a reason, unless there, your plan has a reason. You, as an individual, do not necessarily have a twenty percent mandatory right. withdrawal on distributions. You don't. Twenty percent tax on withdrawals. Yeah, yeah, yeah right. Yeah. Or even a withdrawal on them. Yeah, you, that's you, true. You, yeah. I mean, a withholding. Withholding. I should say. Yeah. Withholding. You don't have to withhold twenty. No. Some plans do, though. Yeah. No, and I get it. So. And I, some people have to. Some people are subject to mandatory withholding. There are some correct. taxpayers yeah. for various reasons who are subject to mandatory withholding. Yeah. You apparently did something bad. At least the government believes so. Right. Yeah. Uh, do you want to talk about our favorite guy about value investing? I mean, value investing is under fire. Oh, here. yeah, yeah, I mean, yeah. You know, you J- had it on the Jason, podcast this week, I think. Jason of the Zweig. Yeah. Uh, and I, I, I've talked about it for a, a while because yeah. we, and Jason of all people, should understand this thing called recency bias. We tend to extrapolate what is yeah, happening now. Yeah out into the future and assume that is going to keep happening. Well, lately, because we've been in a particular kind of a stock market, uh, growth stocks have outperformed value stocks. Okay, and value how do you stocks define are undervalued what, assets. In what Go regard? Ahead. Who's uh, making that judgment? Uh, Wall Street, based on valuations of the company's book value, uh, against is? the market value, it's the value of all the assets, okay. what the company right. owns, less its debt, and that the company on paper yeah. is worth more than the market capitalization right. of the stock. Market That's capitalization stock. being the number of shares outstanding times, times the share price. Correct. That's a number. By the way, that That's is just number. one measure of value and growth. There's probably thousands of other ones. I mean, there's a lot of yeah, measures. Yeah, yeah. This That's- is more of a scientific, academic-based one. So, yeah. So what there is, there's this little argument going on between is value better than growth? Well, there's some academic, quite a bit of academic evidence that shows historically value stocks have outperformed growth stocks. However, we'll get to the however after this. Tom and Don are talking real money. Tom and I believe in helping everybody become a better investor. That's why we offer lots of free knowledge at talkingrealmoney.com. For your real life and real future, Tom and Don are talking real money. Give us a call anytime at 855-935-TALK, 855-935-8255. You can call us live on Saturdays, noon to 2 Pacific, 3 to 5 Eastern. And call any other time and leave a question to be answered on the daily podcast. 855-935-TALK. We're talking about the argument and this is an ongoing argument on Wall Street, which Nothing is new. better, yeah, right. growth stocks or value stocks? 
Well, I can tell you the last five years have been all about growth stocks. I mean, it's, it's been all about growth for more than that. Yeah, 10 years, really. I mean, in uh, fact, you look at the performance of Warren Buffett's Berkshire Hathaway, which is considered it's very value-oriented. Value, yeah. mm-hmm. uh, the Berkshire Hathaway in the last decade rose 259%. The S&P 500, just the index, 314%. So Warren either got really dumb, which is unlikely, or the style of investing hasn't worked as well. Right. And and here's the thing. There, there's been a lot of research done on this. Some of the most famous research was done by Fama and French in value versus growth investing. And they found that value, here's the key word, tends to outperform growth over long periods of time. For example, over a five-year period, Value beat growth 86% of the time, but... Five years, wait, five years, five years, five years, right? Any yeah. rolling five-year yeah. period. Okay. Now, but the what's the what's the inverse of that? 14% of the time, growth beat value. Yeah. Over 10 years... 10-year periods. 10-year periods, 9% of the time, growth beat value. 15-year periods, 5% of the time, growth beat value over that entire 15-year period. And 20 years, it's even more significant. Well, 20 years, there's none. Yeah. Yeah, every value won every period. time. Yeah. But that doesn't mean there won't be a future 20-year period where 1% of the time growth beat value. And here's, the I think, the misunderstanding, and you pointed this out very well in the podcast. People believe that you own one or the other, or you're a value investor or you're a growth investor. No. You own both, but I think people also think that we are more value investors, and here's the reason why. Most of you, by default, no fault of your own, you own mostly large growth companies because that's the S&P 500, They float, well, because they float to the top of the S&P 500. If you own an index, the S&P 500, you own most of the monies in the bigger companies. So you don't own the small ones, you don't own the value. So the reason that we try to work hard to get you to own the value firms, which makes it sound like we're promoting them, which we're not, is that you don't have them. You should have both in your portfolio. That's the point. It is not an either or. No, I agree. Oh. You did a nice job talking about that. But part of the reason that people think it's an either-or is Wall Street. Because they're always saying, well, we believe that it's going to be a growth market over the next year. So you should be focused on growth stocks. Or you should be focused on X, whatever it is. It's always somebody saying, you should be in the market or you should be out. You should never be out. Ever. Ever. It's because it's sexier to to pick one side or the other. It's more interesting. It's our brains have this issue. Most of us have a hard time with grayscales. We really do. In life, yeah. something is either wrong yeah, that's true. or it's right. Yeah. Someone is either good or they're bad. There aren't shades of good and shades of bad. No, that is a bad person. They did something bad, so they're a bad person. Not That's a generally good person who did something stupid. <laughs> It's I know shades a lot of, gray. of those people. I, Most of us have real issues with shades of gray. You're a sinner or you're not a sinner. Saint. You're, you know, yeah, or you're a saint. Yeah. I couldn't remember what the word, the opposite Thank of you. sinner was. There you go. So, I mean, at the end of the day, I figured you might not remember that one. Because uh, I've never been one, and it's <laughs> well, just, it's so far not from Not on the my... short list for that one myself either. But the the point of the matter is we are not promoting 
owning more small or more value. The yes, reason, we are. The reason overweighting yeah, those. Well, the, yeah, slightly. But the reason we do that is because most of you don't own any. We look well, at all these portfolios for, uh, every every week. Uh, people may I to, beg to differ? Please. We well, do you it, are not just I for am that. the saint, and you are the what was the other one again? Okay. Yeah, okay. The sinner. Yeah, that's, that's me. It. Okay. Uh, the the reason we do it though is because of the evidence that shows that having a little bit more money in small and having a little more money in value has no past guarantee tense. it will continue yep, to do so, but has in the past resulted in more money in your pocket. And Paul Merriman is famous for saying, buy some bonds and small cap value. Yeah. And by the way, let me add one thing to that. If you are waking up today and building a portfolio, would yes. you rather build a portfolio on the things that have gone up more the last 10 years or the things that have gone up not as much the last 10 years? Let's say 20 because 10 years it's growth. Well, that, I, so I'm trying to make the point. Oh, okay. I'd rather yeah. buy the things that haven't done as well over the last 10 years, personally. Oh, I, no, but you see, most people want no, to buy that, the things that I'm have to done make that, well. That's the point I'm trying to make, is yeah. you really ought to buy, a, well, those other things. Oh, that's right, the, out of, the things that have not performed as well. Give me more of those. That's the way I look at it. So. Right. Give me more of those international stocks, Correct. for yeah, example. The give me more stocks. Yeah, yeah. Give, give cap, me more of the small. Stuff. Give yep. me more of the value, yep. because we tend to forget. And and the best example, and and we can never forget this example as investors. Everybody talks about the S and P five hundred. Own the S and P five hundred. The S and P five hundred is the market. It is not the market. As a matter of fact, what happened to you in between two thousand and two thousand ten? If you owned just the S&P 500 over 10 years, how much money did you make? I think it's less than 10% for the whole period. Right? Less than zero. Oh, that's right. It was the lost You actually decade. lost about 1% yeah. per year over that 10-year period. However, had you thrown a little international in, you made about 6 or 7%. Per year and small in value did better too and small in value exactly so you would have you would have made money in a decade where s p 500 people didn't so you may have a decade where the internationals don't do well quit picking your portfolio apart and looking at its particular pieces yeah and i'm not They'll getting any i'm not get i'm not getting any popping on my mic to speak of no plosives. uh be, be uh, plosives okay. see another word i forgot I'm here to I'm help. A, I'm here to step I, in, I, make it happen. I need to take a nap. You need or a balanced. I think Jack Bogle said something about that about a balanced portfolio. Yeah, but he to him a balanced portfolio yeah. was owning the S and P five hundred. Yeah, you could take it a, a diversify broadly. His own article said those words, so you can take that to mean more. Yeah, we used he to used knit to, with him about how much yeah, U.S. international because he didn't want anything in international. I'm not going to stand on that. He slowly warmed to that. So. Like I slowly. slowly warm to indexes over yeah, active true. management. Yeah. I used to. I, I admit it. You had it. a newsletter. I, you had a newsletter. I promoted yeah. active management because at the time it was pretty much all there was. What you did. I mean, there, there, yeah. there were a couple of index funds. And, and you used Vanguard. to pick individual stocks, didn't you, too, in your newsletter? I did because yeah. I thought I was smarter than everybody else. Well, you may well be, but that and may I not thought apply smart people right. could predict the future. Mm -hmm. Then I realized that doesn't matter how smart you are. I don't care if you're uh, at the at the 
one-tenth of one percent of uh, intelligence. You cannot, unless you are, you're an X-Man or something, predict the future, unless you got zapped by some magical high ray that turns you into a mutant. You, No matter how smart you are, you don't know what the future is going to bring. You may make guesses that sound smart, and you may occasionally get lucky and get stuff right, but... That's it. Yeah. That's it. Thank you. Index funds, diversify, low cost. That stuff kind of works. It's pretty simple. It really is pretty simple. Remember, you can call us at 855-935-TALK 24 hours a day, seven days a week, and leave questions for the podcast. Don are talking real money. Download the advisor interview form and find out if your advisor is a fiduciary at TalkingRealMoney.com. Your guides to a really great financial future. Tom and Don are talking real money. And all of this stuff we talked about, this value versus growth and small versus large and U.S. versus international and generating income from your investment portfolio and which money to take out first and which to wait on, all of that we've crammed into one one-hour class that you can get with a lunch. So you're not even wasting time. You're having lunch while you're learning. So it's called Lunch Ed, and we've got another one coming up because we've sold all the others out on May 22nd in Bellevue. Tickets are available, but not very many. It's selling out quickly, so go get them now at TalkingRealMoney.com, TalkingRealMoney.com. We hope you realize that the information provided on Talking Real Money is for educational and hopefully enjoyable purposes only. Providing personalized financial planning or investing advice takes time, so please consult with a really good fee-only fiduciary investment, tax, or legal advisor. We know a good one. Investing must always involve risk. In other words, you can and probably will lose money at times. Also, as much as you want it, no one can accurately, consistently predict the future. So past performance doesn't tell you a darn thing about what the future will bring. Unlike many other programs that say something similar, Talking Real Money is not trying to get you to buy or sell any financial products or securities. Instead, the program is provided as a public service by Vestry, a fee-only registered investment advisor. Thanks for listening, and please visit TalkingRealMoney.com for more information and disclosures. Are we done now? 